All right, ladies and gentlemen, pay attention to this. This won't last long. I've got this black box here I'm reading from. I don't own a cell phone, as y'all know. This is about a family structure, showing you simple things like how to live your life, how to find peace of mind, a close look at immortality. Our family has branched out from there, and it includes people like Mark Levin, the old great one, and a Glenn Beck, some of those guys. You can get hooked up with them, too, at the same time. So you'll have the podcast that we're fixing to do, Unashamed. Me roaming around in the woods down here, pandemic or no pandemic. It's 30 bucks off, 69 bucks for a whole year. Look, it's three or four or five dollars an episode for crying out loud. Yeah, what you look for on this black box is blazetv.com slash unashamed. You can get hooked up with us. And together, we'll make the world a better place. I am unashamed. What about you? I may change that net out, because you, you put that net to dry it out, because that other one I got is dirty. It had a I hole or two in it, I got it packed, but I got, oh, I got that in mind. I need to put mine but out. It's the one, the one positive in the, in the quarantine, because everybody's been fishing. I mean, y'all been doing some nets, so I've eaten opelousas, which I hadn't had in a while. Oh, yeah. And then, oh, man, I, Jay's I been have, catching the crappie like crazy. Oh, well, I've gone with him three or four times. I've caught more fish. Oh, you fish. still got your net out? Oh, yeah. Well, you'll have op in there, probably. I mean, every time I go, there he is. I yeah. mean, I'm running with the ops. 2020. <laughs> is it 2020? You're going to run yours today? Yeah. Yeah, I'd like, to, I'd like to get one of them ops. You get two of them. All right. Yeah. Well, look, I'll tell you this because I cleaned 20 crappie yesterday. So if I catch one, if you have some I'll, I'll hump, give it to you for Father's Day. Yeah, if you have the humpback blues, which is not the big one, but if you got a few in there, I, that's fine. I mean, Phil, the last time I ran that, I had, I would say, 50 blues yeah. and one op. Were they the humpback blues or the bull? Well, cat? it was it was some whatever kind of blue you want was in there. You yeah. know, I had yeah, eel well, cat, yeah. humpback, chucklehead, high fin one, which not tends to be not big, not the not the bull, the lake blues. <laughs> they're the darker blue. Uh, Bill, they're I, a little I, bit I musty. Am, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know which blues are better than the <laughs> yeah. other blues. Just, I feel like you back having that that <laughs> argument about that guy. Like we have this guy who claimed to know everything, and the guy. You know how these people they try to impress you. They're like, "Oh, you're a commercial fisherman, huh? You'll remember this story when I tell you." And we're like, "Yeah." And they said, "Well, I'll tell you this. You know that that spoonbill, he's actually better than a op." But he's not quite as good as a blue. Yeah, and look, and, I looked at Chase when he said that. <laughs> Chase said, "I always knew that guy was an idiot." <laughs> I thought, no matter what you ever say for the rest of your life, uh, I'm going to struggle to give you any credibility because oh, you have that completely wrong. Oh, did he ever? <laughs> and and uh, Woo, for those better you- than a op, not quite as good as a blue. I'm like. So and and not only that he's describing a spoonbill. So so if you guys aren't familiar with fish, so a spoonbill cat, he's a catfish, but he's got a big old long bill on him. I mean long, like a boat paddle, like a boat paddle. And he goes in. It is a boat. Paddle. He goes. He's in, an ancient fish. He goes in and he's he's basically rooting up mud 
and then that goes through his system. So when you open up a mouth of a of a spoonbill cat, what does it smell like? What's the smell? Well, here's the rule I go by. For it smells like rancid gray mud. Exactly. Breaking news. I'll give you a quarantine rule to live by. Rednecks coming uh, by. Rednecks. Phil? That was Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Look, here's the rule. If something stinks when it's alive, you don't want to eat that. That's right. If he's alive and kicking, and you're like, boy, that thing stinks. You well, can smell him before you get to him. You, you don't want to eat you that. You throw him back. But, and that's just general knowledge, right? I mean, that should be well, pretty I mean, simple. When something dies, it stinks. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. A spoon but if it's stinking alive, now. A spoonbill catfish has no bones. Not one bone. All cartilage. It. See, that's cartilage. the evidence like I say that there's a God on these little details about life. Now, how in the world did that happen? There's not one bone. And look, and what I like about it, which is because it, it's kind of a trick, because you think, oh, well, that would be an awesome fish to eat. Nope. Nope. You see what I mean? Because it's, it's already filleted. Yeah. And they claim they're on the endangered list, but there are millions of pounds in this river, so I don't know who came up with that. <laughs> well, aren't they uh, – isn't their eggs like a delicacy? People yeah, caviar. Like, they like they caviar. eat them as a ver- – I think it's a poor man's caviar. Yeah. yeah it's a poor I man's looked caviar. at it. Have you ever tried caviar? Yeah, I have. Do you it, like it? I mean, Ooh. no. It, it's salty. It's too salty. I and, don't know. Uh, I can't and look, that. by the way, you say, well, how did I try caviar? Because I was with Willie, and he said, I'm buying. Let me try some caviar. <laughs> I was like, I will if you will, and you pay for it. <laughs> Paying $400 for a spoon of fish eggs? No, no. I'm out on that. <laughs> it's, it's a racket. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it just wasn't that good. Well, then I tasted it and thought, they just put some salt. I guess it's an acquired taste. Fish eggs. But I don't know. Eggs yeah, just yeah, doesn't understand. Yeah. I, mean, I like it. I don't egg. like Chicken the egg. texture of fish eggs. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it can be probably the thought a little of it. A little much. So, I, so I'm riding out here. It's about a 30-minute drive when Jason and I had to come out to – this is where we grew up, but we live in town. I mean, you need to slow down. It takes me 40. Oh no! I, yeah, I, I drove it like I did when I was sixteen, Jay. I used to I used to do Tokyo Drift before Tokyo Drift was cool well, they out here. They gonna get you. I know, but that's a, you were famous now. We'll, we'll be fine. Yeah. So anyway, so I listen to different. I like different genres of music because you're kind of like all worship these days. Right? I went ever, all worship two years ago, which I like that because yeah. it was a good way to. I did the. I do a lot of worship too and you learn a lot of the songs but i still get a hankering for some other kind of music so today was 70s day you know there's a there's a satellite radio there's a thing called 70s on seven so it's just everything is from the era of 1970 to 1979 every song that you hear and i was listening to that today coming out here and i was thinking of course i i guess everybody thinks that their era of music kind of their coming of age era is the best i mean i assume that i don't well, except for Jay's. What yeah. was your? Well, you were eighties. Would be your? I don't know. Huey I can't Lewis. match the numbers. No, I'm kind of a Leonard Skinnerd. Well, uh, that was seventies and eighties. Yeah. Uh, so, but I was thinking about Freedom's the, Clearwater. So I was thinking about yeah, CCR. Yeah. Oh no, when when was when was bad oh, bad sixties mostly. Seventies, you know. Today, here's the lineup. So listen to this. So Linda Ronstadt. She had a, some list. These are the songs I heard coming out of Linda Ronstadt, Queen, Chicago, 
Eagles, yep. and then the last one, which was one of my favorites, was the Commodores singing Brick House, which is just, yep. I mean, I'm about to jump out of the truck. It's, it's so good. But I thought, you talk about an That's era. One of music. She's a brick. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've always said, I didn't. I mean, that I, was an era. I, I hated their politics. I said, but they were the greatest guitar pickers of all time, that group. Yeah. Late 60s, 70s. Early 70s. I and, think. And I heard, you know, you liked that music. So obviously, we all, that's what we grew up with, you know, the late 60s, early 70s. But I mean, I just thought about what an era of music. You know, now music is. Seems kind of the same. It does. It's just you know. I don't know. It's not. It's not that good but to me. My but. like my daughter. The song she's listening to, I've never heard. You know what I mean? She was like, listen to the song. But so I mean, it's just. What is it, she? It, she likes popular music. I mean, just. just I have no. I, I have no <laughs> description for this. It, you don't really know genres. It seemed kind of uh, beat boppy, computerized type music. You know, little <laughs> small gangs of young people singing it. I'm assuming they're dancing. I around. seldom listen to any modern. Well, day you remember that when we were doing your we doing your book tour, some guys, some young guys. So they had their idea was, and it was funny. I have to say, because at first I wasn't sure. I thought, oh, so we want to, we want your dad to listen to this music. Like they were had music videos, and they were modern music. Do you remember yeah. doing that? Oh and yeah. So, so, so dad had his earphones on. And he's watching this video. He's listening to music. So he, they start the first one, and he's like, yeah, "And I had never heard of these people." <laughs> That's like, yeah, cut it, cut it. I, I can't. He said, "Do I have to? How long do I have to listen?" So I'm laughing so hard because I'm sitting over here off camera, and they basically did about four or five modern singers. Of course, Dad was like, "I mean, I'm looking at this. All I see is butts and boobs." You know, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just I get. I mean, I don't know where did people watch these chicks. Gyrating. I get the idea. The gyrations <laughs> and all that, but it was pitiful. Well, I have a rule. When someone like, hand, it actually tries to hand they me their... took advantage of my, my generation. Uh, when they say, so watch this or look at I never look at it. When there's someone, you know, they're just, hey, look, look, let me show you something. I was like, is it a video? Or, yeah, yeah, let me. It's funny. I'm like, I don't want to see that because I don't want to get in that situation. So I just defend them and move Well, on. it was funny because it was a great idea. And these were all young guys. And so they knew. They said, watching Phil Robertson react to modern music videos will be funny. And they were right. It was very funny. And the stuff Dad was saying, you know, and I was laughing so hard. It was like being on the podcast. Jace on the cell phone, I never had to chunk a cell phone. I just observed others who had them, and I'm like, no. I said, that's too too, – they're attached to it too too strongly. I'm I mean, saying. a lot of your principles are based on truth and good things, but you go too far because <laughs> yeah. the hypocrisy is when you need to get a hold of somebody, you are like, who has a phone? Plus, Just there's call a lot of them now. I'm like, what happened to this no phone? And stuff? most people right now who are listening to us probably are watching the cell phone. A lot of them are on the phone. Right. So right. I'm not telling everybody to get rid of their cell phones. I'm just saying I never well, had You remember one. the day you were arguing? Dad, your show is on the Internet. We had That's an right. argument one morning because they were like telling me where Northwest was because it's always been there, right? Yeah. Well, I get out my phone, and I got him and Si over there. I got a compass on my phone. And they're like, no, well, that's on your phone. I mean, how do you know that's right? 
See, it was okay. like because it was on the phone. It's technically on damaged, <laughs> evil influence. It's it's false information. So now we're arguing with it's the fruit compass from the poisonous tree because That's it's you... not hanging around their neck with the little ball. You know what I mean? <laughs> floating it's in on, the fluid. I'm like, no, it. This they got it figured out. This is it. It's a compass it's on the phone. GPS. Yes. Didn't like believe it. it. So I said, no, I wouldn't believe that. You follow that, you'll be in the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you'll love this story. There was a there was a guy a few years ago. I went out and spoke at Camp Chioka, and there which was this stands for Christian Youth, youth camp. camp. Always get that Chioka, which is funny because it's Camp Chioka, so it's Camp Christian Youth Camp, which is kind of redundant. I have a confession. I didn't know that represented that for the first thirty years. Really, I recently, somebody <laughs> think said, it was some kind of Indian. I thought, I thought it was an Indian name because we live on the Washita River. I didn't, know, to, I didn't know. I right now. Chioka. Dad just learned that. Yeah. I just learned. Christian I don't Youth know, Camp. Who would even think of such a thing? I was pretty smart though. I mean, what's well, a weird name? One of them subdivision girls. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm at Camp Chioka, and uh, I'm speaking. Lisa and I actually were speaking. We're doing our testimony, and so you know, you're trying to you, you talk about some the things you did that were wrong when you were a teenager. You're trying to convince these teenagers don't go down this road. This is a bad deal. This is this is we're trying to teach you something. Well, there was a young guy there. And at the it, once it was over, he came up to me and said, hey, could I talk to you? I said, I said sure. So we went down and sat under a tree because Jace knows we worked at camp for years. We we You were a camper at camp. Yeah, it's all a, it's a really a special place. It is, and it's and it's really good because you sort of cut the noise off. And I was thinking about what you said about the phones because now, you know, you got to turn your phone in when you get there. I mean, Willie runs it now. Oh, or yeah, yeah. John Luke. Did he buy it? No, it's a board that oh. runs it, but it's, okay. a, it's a really great. Well, Willie's out there all the time. Oh, yeah. John like Luke. Fixing it they up. They claim he's re. re oh, it's it looks incredible. You wouldn't even recognize it, the work they've well, done. Well, every you know, 40 or 50 years, you might ought to do a little up. Well, it's 60 years old. That's right. Yeah. So, anyway. But the the spiritual environment's always been great because you're taking kids like out of the rat race world and you put them out in the middle of the woods and you teach them the Bible. Yeah. And so it's amazing what happens over the course of a week. They kind of come in like typical teenagers, but by the end of the week, they're singing songs and they're crying. You and, just get – you adapt to your surroundings. You do. You, know, they, you take the cell phones away and all that, and they have to go through the 24-hour, you know – Withdrawal. 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 Yeah, right. Their hands are shaking. So, so, I see them at my house all the time. They, they walk up there. And I'm like, it's still there. And they're just, uh, uh, I want to see the phone. <laughs> so this kid, this kid named Trace, he's, at the time he's 18 years old. And uh, he, he starts telling me his story. And it was amazing because his parents, they were from Kansas. And they were fans of the show. This is years ago. The show was really still going on really hot. So they wanted to come down because Sadie was going to be there and Reed and Cole and, you know, our kids were going to be at camp. So that was the draw. So the his sister, who was, I think, a couple of years younger than him, really wanted to come. And so he thought they were just bringing her down to drop her off. And he was coming with them. What they didn't know, is his parents had packed him a bag. Oh, he had just, you're, you're going too. Yeah, he, he had graduated high school. Well, he didn't know they packed him a bag. So they get down there. It's like, okay. And then they're like, all right, well, we'll see y'all, you know, next week when we come back to pick you up. And he's like, well, what do you mean, y'all? I'm not going anywhere. I mean, I'm not staying here. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're staying here. You know, because he had, he had been living a terrible life. He was a prodigal son. And he came to the Lord from it. What he did. And yeah. so that, so, so anyway, so he, he said the first thing they took up the phone. 
And it was like, he was like, I mean, he was livid, you know, he was like, what kind of deal? So literally they left out of the thing. He's just standing there in front of the mess hall, like and mom and dad are waving, they're waving by with his little I brothers. I like the idea. I didn't they were at their ropes in. With so it. here's what's interesting. So what happened? Well, let's take a break and I'll finish the story. So since you're not on the internet, dad, you don't know too much about going online and protecting your private network right your information it never crosses my mind so. phil when phil goes online that means he has a fish on the actual line his private network yeah. is him and Kay and the dogs and dan these people should be happy that there's just a few like me that's right yeah just, that's right just a few that's yeah. right if you didn't have online businesses you wouldn't have, you wouldn't need that right there you go so uh we have a, a company express vpn which is virtual private they, they're going to protect your private information your network Every device that you have, smartphone, computer, tablet, um, these guys are really good. They're the fastest. They're the most trusted VPN on the market. Uh, number one rated by CNET, Wired, all these great, you know, biz- it's a great business. What, what is it? Virtual private network? Yep. That's what it means. VPN. Oh. If right. I ever enter that particular zone, the the network and uh, whatever, how, what do you call it overall? What you, Be careful before you say something you'll regret. <laughs> what do they call it? Well, it's just if the, I ever decide to, to get into the internet world, private get, I will call these people. Oh, there online. you go. That's right. Online. 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 There you go. If I ever decide to get online, this is I'll, I'll call them up. Monofilament. So, so yeah. to to protect your online activity, go to ExpressVPN expressvpn.com slash fill, which is comical because Phil's never going to go there, but expressvpn.com slash fill. You get three months free. With your one-year package, that's a pretty good deal. Save yourself some money. ExpressVPN.com slash Phil. So what happens is he's there. First day, he's just mad as a hornet, you know. But he can't, what are they going to do? Just walk out and leave? He doesn't have a rig. He can't drive anywhere. They took his mm-hmm. phone. So first day, he's just mad. Second day, he said, I started kind of listening a little bit, you know. And I thought, well, I could be worse, you know, places. And by day three, he's kind of softening to that. He said, well, you know, the Robertsons are here, and he got to meet Sadie and, you know, Reed. And so now he's kind of warming up. So I come into the picture about day four, and Lisa and I share our story. Well, of course, he loves the Robertsons. That's why they came down here. We share our story. Well, my story is his story. I mean, I was where he was at the same age, except nobody left me at Camp Chioka. So we do our story, but now he like I see him. He's shredded. I mean, like his heart is open, and so he tells me his story, and I said, "Well, let me tell you the story that changed me." You know, because I'd already done it, but we went through it again. So this is like day four of camp. Well, the thir- last day of camp, he he gets somebody to call me, and they said, "Hey, Trace is going to get baptized at camp." And he wanted you to come out. And I said, man, I'd love to, you know, because we'd had that conversation. So his life changed in one week. And so we became friends after that. And st- I stayed in contact. So he gets back home. And this story is in our Bible, by the way, Dad. So he gets back home to Kansas. And he says, you know, this phone is the bane of my existence. I mean, everybody, <laughs> everything about it has not been good for me spiritually. And he didn't realize it till he didn't have it for a week. So he he went out back, and I guess in the I guess it would be because of us, our influence. 
and he threw it up in the air and he shot it with a shotgun. Now that's impressive. <laughs> I'm not easily impressed. <laughs> that's what he did. Now there's a repentant man. <laughs> that's right. He shot his phone with his shotgun. It, it is a way of saying my life has changed. So here's the end of the story. The rest of the story is is that about maybe six months later, he's a Kansas boy. He moved down here to West Monroe, and he went to work for Duck Commander. He with old Stone back there putting duck on. Really worked for us for about two years, and now he's a mechanic. He's a diesel mechanic. That's mm-hmm. what he learned growing up on a farm, and now he works for Nicewanger's company up there. He's he's running though. I mean, he's, yeah, he's he got married. Guy. I did his wedding. So you know, he's still yeah. around. He's well, still here. Oh yeah. What you here. probably don't know is when he worked at Duck Commander, he asked me to kind of disciple him. You know, yeah, and. uh so I've had many a Bible study with him. So he sent me a text. Look, as soon as the coronavirus deal hits, you know, the church is – we're not able to meet and all that. So he sent me a text. He said, you know, I just wanted you to know that me and Shay he just got married a few months ago. He said, me and Shay, you know, we're young and healthy, and we want to volunteer for any older people in the church that don't want to get out. We'll go fight the crowds. We'll go to the grocery store. We'll go to the thing. And so that's what they've been doing. He and his little young wife. So you talk about – I mean, that's a life-change story. But I thought about it because mm-hmm. I thought about the telephone. That's good because Miss Kay just talked to one of the sisters, and her husband is at the beginning stages of Alzheimer's. So Miss Kay just called her up out of the blue, and the the sister gave Miss Kay that information. But she she basically needs a little help. I'm going I'm to I'm – Well, we got them. Yeah. They're, they're the Don't em- let me forget that we, when we talk to Miss Kay. And then we have a few other volunteers, too, which is really neat to see how people kind of pull things out really you know, when you need to. So in, so we're in John 5 today. We're finally getting back to our text. And um, we've been talking about, of course, that we the guy got healed that was at the pool, you remember. He was a paralytic. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus heals him. And then the last time we talked about this, we talked about that there were two issues from some of the people there. One is Jesus told the man to pick up his mat and walk. That was the way he healed him. He said, pick up your mat, get out of here. And he and he did. He did what he was told. And, and all of a sudden, 38 years, he's been an invalid. Now he's hopping and skipping and jumping. But Jesus slipped away, kind of his little Jedi, you know, Way he do, did things back in that day, teleporting. As I think is the way slipping into the crowd. Descri- you know, <laughs> described it. <laughs> so anyway, so the people were there on this guy. They're like, "Well, who 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 told you to pick up your mat? You talk about missed the forest for the tree. Who told you to pick the mat up?" <laughs> he was like, well, "I don't know, just some guy, the man who healed, the man who healed me." You know, and so so Jesus sees him later, and I think this is where we left off last time, Jason. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, we were along in there. I mean, we've referenced. Some he says, "See, you're well again." Then he says, "Stop sinning or something worse may happen." I mean, we talked about that. But then, what, what that leads to is Jesus now having an argument with these people about the Sabbath, which is crazy because they kind of missed the whole point. Yeah, actually, it says well, the man that was healed didn't even know who Jesus was. Didn't know who he was. Didn't know who he was for Jesus had slipped away. So it wasn't like the man that healed me told me. That's he right. just said, I don't know who he was. Well, I had just introduced the idea that he, he was basically, since they were accusing him of working on the Sabbath, right? he then, because I never hear people bring this up, he then got into what he does in 16 and 17 when he says Jesus, because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, that Jesus persecuted him, which was the ugly portion of this. How would you like to persecute the Son of God? I mean, 
Jesus said to him, My father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working, because it was the Sabbath day. Because he he was going back to Genesis 2, and they're like, what? Because they don't realize he he this is the Son of God. Hey, we right. we wrote the idea of the Sabbath, but you've missed it. We're working, in which to bring back to the phone issue, you know, think about how many verses you can Google it. I'm sure where it says the Lord calls you, which is you know when you think of call, somebody's calling you. You 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 think of a phone, but in actually in actuality, that's what he's doing. That he he's working. Every day, twenty four seven, calling people to him. That, well, that, and they missed the point that Jesus makes because you remember in one of the other gospels, he says, "You don't understand the Sabbath. The Sabbath was created for man, not man for the Sabbath." In yeah. other words, he Where's was that at. Uh, that's in one of the other gospels. Yeah, it's good. That's a great way yeah. to look at it because think about it. He was saying, "Look, I, God." The creator, which, by the way, that was the real problem here. He was comparing himself to God. That's what the text says here. He said, I created the Sabbath as a rest day for you. This this was for your benefit. But now you've turned around and made that into law, like as if you can't even help somebody. You know, and he and he went into that about how that the idea was. You know, one of you says if you're what do he say if your ox falls in a ditch, mm-hmm. well, you got to get him out of there. Mark two twenty seven. Yeah, there the you go. Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Which was a great principle. Yeah, because he what he was saying was you're right, Jay's. I created everything, but then I still sustain everything. So you can't – God couldn't quit It's just working. funny to me. He's like, I'm working right now. <laughs> That's right. Like, they didn't get it. No, they didn't get it. Well, like, that was, talking about? There's a lot of humor in the Bible. that It has to be. It was written for our humor. That's right. Miles did it because they were like, you're working. Mm-hmm. We're having a conversation here. He's like, yeah, because you know, he's calling them. Really? See, I thought it was hilarious when he tells the guy, oh, I see you're still well. I mean – that's funny to me. That that was a yeah. sarcastic. Like, well, of course he's still you. You just. Well, I also it. think it's kind of humorous when he's like, "Stop sinning, or something worse is going to happen to you." <laughs> worse than yeah, being I an mean, invalid for you thirty think, well, years. You don't think that's funny, but it kind of is. It is. You know what I mean? He's like, "You thought that invalid thirty eight years was bad." <laughs> I hey. have to have a little bit of sarcasm. It's it's one of my love. I think the funniest has nothing to do with this, but to me, the funniest thing in the Bible is when. The the guy was the demon possessed person was was hollering behind who was it Paul and Silas yeah maybe? Paul and Silas and they, it was a it was a girl yeah it was a woman it was a, it was a girl remember it was a slave Just girl. the whole conversation is funny and then when they get down to the end it's like Paul and because somebody uh, Simon tried to cast out the demon he wanted the power you know and they right. said. Paul, I know. Now, what, what was the exact phrase? Uh, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know. But who? Oh, that's the sons of Sceva. Is yeah, y'all got two of, different stories. Okay, that's two different stories. Well, I know it just popped into my head, but it is it, <laughs> now it, we got to go it, find it's, it. It's a funny story. The sons of Sceva story was there was a guy who was he was saying he was casting out demons, and so then the guy had a demon, and so this guy Acts nineteen. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, let's read that story. It, it it's it's hilarious. It is funny. Uh what was the But it, it reminded me of that eleventh I mean uh 
Okay, some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits. That's who it was, yeah. They tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon possessed. So they're not they're they're Jewish. They haven't they're not converted, but they're trying to use Jesus' name. They would say, In the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know. And I know about Paul, but who are you? <laughs> Which is never good when a demon addresses. But there's a, then it gets then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all, all seven of them. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. <laughs> you need to preach on that. If you can't preach on that, something's wrong. Oh, that's right. You know what I mean? You come. You're out there trying to do you know the Lord's work and. You don't, you're not your well, heart's not way. in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that, there's a lot of underlying principles there. But, but you know, I took it quite literally too, Jace, because you can imagine all the years I've been in ministry. I mean, I've had people ask me to come throw out demons, but I've always been aware of that text and thought, you know, I'm not. I mean, I know the power of Jesus can do anything, but I really don't play around much with the spiritual realm of taking that I can do that. I guess if you were confident and you just knew this is what God had called me to well, do. I've seen But that. I thought about that verse. I thought I'd go down there. But look, you already know by their name they thought they were something. I mean, think of that name. I My name is Seven Sons of Skiva. <laughs> and I'm one demons of the like, they were now, playing. They were playing. They weren't converted, but they were playing like yeah. they, they, they had the power over the demoniacs. Yeah. And which that's a that's a that's a bad line you're running on there. Well, you know, I'm, I'm always you, yeah, yeah, well, I'm theory I'm, of the spirit world. I, I am too, and you know, even you have the, the verse that. in Jude where it says you shouldn't even, you know, joke about or we, we get that inference. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like, no, we don't we don't do that. Yeah, you know? that's right. Even the evil one, that's right. You, I've I run mean, up on this type situation before, but I just stick with. Point them to Jesus. Right. Point them to, to God. Loves them through Jesus. He's died for you. He'll resurrect you from the dead. And and I just I just wade through the cursing I'm taking at the time. You know, I've, I've had them just ah, they're cursing and carrying on. If you'll calm down, I'll tell you some get, got some good news here. But we've actually. But, but it's also girl. the point that it's not about us. That's right. Either most people. I mean, they obviously the underlying theme is they were taking credit. You know, if I speak or and somebody, boy, that was really good. I always go. I say, well, I got. Look what I'm speaking from. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate yeah. it, yep. but I have the greatest manual ever. Right. You know. Yep. So. Yeah, because it, it it goes itself. Let's let's take a quick break. All right. So none of us uh, like losing our hair. Um, it's a bummer uh, for male or female. Uh, it happens more with males, I guess, male pattern baldness, which is a gene that basically runs in your family. Um, you know, of course, we have a lot of hair in the Robertson family, but yeah. some I of us. I actually have mine up right now. Yeah, I know. So People will thank you. They do. Every time I do this, they're like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> what happened to your hair? I'm like, it's under my hat. So oh. for, you, for you guys out there that uh, are not having to keep your hat under your hair, your ha- hair under your hat, yeah. uh you uh you want to be able to hold on to your hair. So we got a company for you, Keeps. 
which has been one of our longtime sponsors. And basically, they have two FDA-approved hair loss products to be able to help you keep your hair. Uh, it's not about regrowing. It's about keeping what you already have. So basically, you go online. You get a consultation from these guys. Find out. Make sure you can, you're healthy enough to take everything. Uh, go to Keeps dot com slash door keeps dot com slash door you're going to get half off your first order which is really good uh, just for listening to our podcast so keeps dot com slash door you're right so i i've always had the mindset jace that i you know i don't like i don't take praise or criticism too personal i mean if somebody doesn't like something, okay. Sometimes I'm probably should be preaching stuff you don't like yeah. because maybe that's the Almighty. But and, even and, even Jesus from his human side, you see hints of that, right? Uh, I remember, you know, uh, uh, having an argument about this verse when Jesus in 41 of chapter five, when he said, "I do not accept praise from men," right? You know, and you think, well, why? Well, I would think he did, you know, because you worship what, him, right? Yeah. Well, right. I remember the time when he ran upon the uh, the rich young ruler, and he's like, "Good teacher," and he's like, "Why do you call me good? Nobody's good but God alone." You're like, "Well, what principle do you think he was trying mm-hmm. to share with there?" It, he was basically saying, "It's not so much about me, but who I'm representing." Even though that is me, but you know that's hard to explain. <laughs> <laughs> Which is that's why they're having the same problem with the Sabbath because he's like, yeah, I wrote that. I'm working now, and it's the Sabbath. I'm yeah. Trying to save your sorry hides. <laughs> yeah. He didn't say it like that, but that's kind of the impression. Well, and that's what I'm saying is is I, I've I've met through the years a lot of really inflated um, pastors and church leaders who think of themselves more highly than they ought, as Paul would put it. So, I mean, that's why I never wanted to be like that. I mean, look, I'm never as good as some people think I am, and I'm never as bad as others do. You just got a job to do. I mean, I'm called to do something, and so that's what you do. And and we were trained, Jason and I were trained to make a mag, glad, or sad. Uh, And and really, that's what preaching is. But it's really not about us. I mean, uh, we keep hammering on this. You know, we've been crucified, and I've had so many discussions about people saying, well, you know, I just don't know what the Lord wants me to do, and I'm trying to find what, you know, what the Lord wants me to do in this situation, and I'm trying to figure out how to give my testimony. And it's just one question after another with that same theme. And I'm like, I thought you died. This ain't about you anymore. You know, our purpose is to allow God to use us to share Jesus. I mean, we're just get to be along for that is the part. We all have the same purpose Jesus now, said a couple in things. different ways. But yeah. He said a couple of things. One of them is if everybody loves you, that's the way they did the false prophets. Yeah. He, then he went on to say, blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you, when they insult you. And when they reject your name as evil because of me, what he was saying is a person really doesn't uh, understand the work of God until some hatred comes his way yeah. and some insults. And you say, hmm, what that's showing you is you're, 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 you're beginning to get into the, 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 the battle here. That's right. You're, you're making a difference. I mean, this is not going to be easy. I mean, if you think so, yeah. you'll never be persecuted. You are on the wrong, wrong train. But you know, you will be persecuted. People think that some people just think they're closer to God. You know, that's right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) 
They just yeah. they 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 get behind this religious system, and they you know like this the guy we read about the sub he was a high priest of you know, the seven sons of Sceva, and then some demon got a hold of him and you know beat the crap out of him. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what happened. I mean, he's like, okay, Jesus, you will, Paul. And the right, fact there's the fact that that story is in the Bible. I mean, what else would it be in there? That's exactly don't, right. Well, you quoted Romans, you know, where it says, "Don't think of yourself more highly than you all." Right. I mean, that's a Bible verse. There's not a saying that's in the Bible <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> but I also brought up that forty-one because a lot of people, and and you and I in the theological world, have been involved in arguments about. Because some religious educated people, they don't like it when people pray to Jesus, you know, because they use this verse as an example. Right. They're like, you pray to God in Jesus' name. But here's what I want to say about that. Even though Jesus did say that, I do not accept the praise from men. I'm not with these people who made a fundamental doctrine on that because now you're trying to put the Godhead into your feeble brain at odds with each other yeah and right. like oh well wait a minute let me jesus cover your ears because i'm gonna talk to god the father right now now these these beings which we introduced in the last podcast they're eternal they're all powerful they're omnipresent they're they're everywhere they're all knowing you know i've said many times i use matthew 11 you say what does it mean to be all knowing that means you know what would happen if something that didn't happen happened? <laughs> That's right. You're like, well, wait a minute, back up you the tape. You don't hear that too often from yeah. C-plus minds. Well, just think about it. You're like, oh, he knows. You know, God knows what, what's going to happen, and, and he knows what happened and what will happen. No, it's deeper than that. Because you're trying to understand it in your mind. That won't work. He knows what would have happened if something that didn't happen happen <laughs> you're like alternate reality yeah he said he makes a reference there and when he runs up on that city and he says if y'all would have heard the same message they had you would have repented a long time ago that's where i'm getting that from yeah. and i'm like we just take that for granted that yep. he knows something that would have happened that didn't happen but he's like if it would have happened this is what would have happened well that's why he makes those little things that we sing songs about, but we don't understand the reality of when he says, you know, I know I have the numbers of, of your hair on your head numbered. <laughs> well, we just take that for granted. Nothing like, is well, going to get by me. Yeah. We're like, well, he was just kidding. No, he wasn't kidding. He'd give you an actual number. You know, you guess the marbles in the, in the jar. I mean, no, just think of the, you think the things we it, can do in heaven, Al. It, I can guess how many hairs are on your head. And what I lost this morning, you know, in the shower. So, it, But if you imagine God being outside of time and space, which is what you're describing by all those words, omnipotent, omniscient, um, you know, omnipresent, he's looking at everything from our perspective that's happened or will happen, but he's looking at it, all of it at the same time. He's outside. That's right. That's why he didn't, he wasn't saying, I don't accept praise from men. Like don't praise me. Well, that wasn't his point. He he was trying to introduce them to the father. We see a glimpse of it from things we invent. We made in God's image and we make things like computers. Well, you just think of the information the storage of information and where that's brought us in the last 30 years. You're like, boy, that happened quickly. Just think of the information that is poured into a computer, and you say, man, what a device. 
But the one who gave you the ability to store information, just think what he knows. That's right. I mean, look what we've done as, as feeble human beings, Al, and just the information age, as, exactly as I right. guess we ought to call it. So let's take another break. So this has uh, been a hard time for small businesses during this pandemic. I mean, it's been rough. Yeah, people trying to keep doors open. Obviously, you can't do business. Um, you know, running a small business is a hard thing anyway. We 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 knew because we started one and we for we struggled for a long time. Ground zero up. I mean, it took years to build it up. Uh, so you know, one of the problems now that even without a pandemic, a small business faces is what do you do about your uh, human resources? You know, you got to have to have a whole department. There's, you know, there's whole departments and big corporations. You got all these people, basically seventy grand a year to have an HR manager. So there's a company, Bambi, B A M B E E, that has created basically a virtual human resources manager for you. They're available by phone, email, real time chat, which is, of course, is a lot of people are doing now during the pandemic for sure. So you want to be able to check these guys out if you have a small business, you need some HR help. You go month to month, uh, no hidden fees, you cancel anytime. So check them out. It's uh, Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash Robertson. You get you a free audit, uh, which is great, and to find out if these guys can help your business. com slash Robertson. And you're right, Dad. You know, it's even rebooted great franchises like Star Trek. I'm a Star Trek fan. So they were trying to figure out how were they? How can they tell the story? Some people had died and actors are no longer there. So they went alternate reality. Somebody travels in time, changes everything. So the future, therefore, was changed. So now we got new actors playing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but that comes from your – You're beginning to show that God created you. That's right. Because where would you come up with that? That's correct. How could you even, How could you imagine that? They got because that because it all comes from this basis. That's right. That's why I've I've said that. You know, I offended every Hollywood person that worked with us because I was like, you know, you get all this out of the Bible. <laughs> they're like, what? <laughs> you know, I was like Leviathan. You know, somebody come out with a movie, Behemoth, and you know all these <laughs> creature movies. I was like, that's in the Bible. And they're like. That's in the Bible? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it all wraps around good and evil. And the idea, that's why I always do this with these products, you know, that they sell. Because they're selling godly principle or they're trying to get your money, but it has nothing to do with what they're selling. Yeah, you the just, old rock and roll song, Highway to Hell. Somebody <laughs> says, yeah, that's what Psalmist was talking about when you go down with the adulterous woman. No, yeah. in Proverbs 7. Yeah, Proverbs. Yeah. He said, no. what are you talking about? There? <laughs> you said, it said with one of them guys, one of them musicians read that and said, good, now we make a song on that. Wouldn't that isn't, isn't I that, mean, look, that isn't Judas Priest? Is that who sings that? Or who yeah, sings, I don't forgot who it who was. Who does Highway to Hell? No, that's ACDC, AC, I right. think. Yeah. That, yeah. No, look, Phil, I have I – have, uh, <laughs> I have read that story to more people. Oh, have you? Uh, teenagers. Yeah. Well, yeah, Proverbs seven. Because people don't think that's in the Bible. I mean, it's a it's quite the story. I mean, I'd like to reference it if I could. But he was warning against the adulteress, and he said, like in a uh, Proverbs seven six, it says, "At the window." Speaking of humorous stories, that's really not. He said, out the window of my house, I looked through the lattice, and I noticed a simple man who lacked judgment. So he was he was immature. He was going down the street near her corner, walking along in the direction of her 
of her house at twilight as the day was fading, as the dark of night set in. And you said, what does that mean? Oh, he was acting like he was just taking a walk, you know, about dark. But he was headed in that direction. (laughs) Then out came a woman to meet him, dressed like a prostitute. Of course. Wasn't a prostitute, but she's dressed like one. And now he's happened to be going in that direction. It's a common sense story. You're like, oh, I I see where this was going. And then she says, uh, oh, with and with crafty intent. And then it says, she took hold of him and kissed him. And with a brazen face, she said, I have fellowship offerings at home. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds so... You said, what's the point? Come to my house. That fellowship offerings. Of course. So I came out to meet you. I looked for you, and I have found you. I have covered my bed with all these fancy sheets from Egypt. It doesn't say that, but colored linens from Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with all these different perfumes. Come, let's drink deep of love till morning. Let's enjoy ourselves with love. So right now is the touchy-feely part of the song. He was headed down there. It's romance. I got a perfume bed. I got linen. Let's, you know, let's drink of love. That means let's have sex. You know, but it, they're all they're playing a game. But then she says this statement: "My husband is not home." Now, once she said that, that dude should have taken off. Because then that that context leads to the end, which is where AC the ACDC song comes in. <laughs> Because now I was wondering when you were going to get to AC/DC. All at once, he followed her like an ox going to the slaughter. Uh oh, this this little love story. We got an ox getting head cut off uh, before, uh, like a deer stepping into a noose till an arrow pierces his liver. Oh, gross! <laughs> like a bird darting into a snare, little knowing it will cost him his life. And so then, when the ACDC part got to this, he said, "Oh yeah." Many are the victims she has brought down. Her slain are a mighty throne. Her house is a highway to hell. <laughs> so he's like, I'm on the highway to hell. Yeah. 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 Bad, that's a bad and I highway. listened to that song and said, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that funny? That is where that came from. That's exactly where it came from. So now you know. So that, it sparked in my mind, Jace, something Job said. This is uh, Job 31. In verse nine, he. By the way, Job thirty-one is one of the greatest chapters in the Bible about the character, what a man's character should look like. Here's what Job said. Now, this guy's ancient. You know, he's back in the day where you didn't see anything but ankles and eyeballs. You know, yeah. women's were covered up. <clears throat> he starts off by saying, "I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a girl." A covenant with my eyes, which is really powerful. Love to it. Me it really is because every he, Christian man at some point has to do that. That's right. Yep. Because you, you can't just say, "Well, people need to cover up." No, you make the covenant. You you make it first. Yep. And you're assuming they're going to because in this day and age they they were covered up, mm-hmm. and he still had to make the covenant. But here's what he said, Jay. And I thought about that verse, and you're reading it. In verse 9, he said, if my heart has been enticed by a woman, or if I have lurked at my neighbor's door, then may my wife grind another man's grain. You know, it's that, that phrase has always stuck out to me. Who wants your wife grinding up some other man's grain? And may other men sleep with her. So in other words, what he's saying is, if I'm going to go down that road, then why wouldn't my wife just be the same thing? No, no man wants that. 
All right. right. So, so why would I be lurking at my neighbor's door, you know, or taking that Just stroll? Think, I mean, we're all men here. You're around men. The amount of crude jokes and, uh, Oh. Just about oh, it's ridiculous. And about I remember I had a we were I was on a retreat, and we stopped at a store. I mean, there's preachers and the preacher. There was a woman walked in front of us with crafty intent. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? She oh, wasn't yeah. dressed for the church social, but he made a comment and like I forgot exactly what he said, but it was something that a preacher shouldn't be saying or know? anybody. Yeah, yeah. And I said, "Highway to hell," <laughs> <laughs> but he was looking at me like. I can't believe you just said hell. You know, you know what I mean. Oh, I was thinking, I yeah. Well, I can't you believe you. I didn't say it, but I just thought, I think he got the message. <laughs> take America one. always, by the way, just a little afterthought there, always presents these wicked men who are always preying on the women. It seldom mentions this woman. Yeah, it yeah. Works the crafty both. intent. It, it works. Crafty it intent. works both ways. Let's take one last break. Yeah, it, ta- it 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 goes both ways, Dad. You're exactly right, well, and you a, see both in the scripture. Well, the reason you brought up, I thought it was good. You brought up, I made a covenant with my eyes. Is because look, if you're walking toward our house about dark, it's too late. Because once yeah. she comes out with crafty intent, talking about, oh, I got a smelly bed with some nice colored sheets. Yeah, you, you see what I mean. Yeah, you're, you you're too once far you down. headed down that direct, you know where you're going, but you're like, oh, no. Taking a walk. Uh, I didn't know. And what they said, she next, came out. I've talked to them. They said, "Well, you know, I was just down there. What happened?" Well, he said, "Next thing I know, I, <laughs> yeah. said, I said, hold it right there on the next thing I know." I said, "Were you driving a vehicle?" He said, "Yeah." I said, "So you were stopping at stop signs and red lights, and you took a yeah. right and a left." <laughs> next I said, thing, "You drove up next there." Next thing I and know, and now you're telling me next thing you know. I said, "You drove up there." Yeah, you know what? Once I, you get to next thing I know, you're gone. Here's the one. Gone. Here's the one I park up when they you know we're on the couch and we first just denial 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 i didn't do it i didn't wasn't there you know finally we you know get it broken down tears are flowing well i slipped and i'm like no wait a minute this wasn't a slip slip is when the floor's wet you know what i mean and you you don't you know you this ain't a slip you got in your vehicle. You planned it. Drove over. There's no slipping. You're driving. <laughs> this was a premeditated plan. That was like go- driving to the water slide and getting on it and saying, you know what? I just slipped down the, the slide. The only <laughs> slip that's going on is you're slipping out of your britches. <laughs> you're at a water park. Yeah. That, you know I just I mean? looked up and I'm, I, I didn't have any britches on. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened. <laughs> So I'm like, this is a sin that you need to own and that you can be forgiven of, and God has poured his grace out. But don't try to make it like, yeah. oh, I didn't know what happened. You know, that, that always bring that up about when I would share in the prison, because it was always a slip. It, it was never yeah. mine. It's not my fault. It wasn't my fault, you know. I mean, the guy just, you know, he said one thing, I did another. That's right. I wanted to finish the, the chapter up because he repeated – the same thing, which is where he's. By the way, the whole thing is about testimony. He, that's the framework he puts it in. He, he talks about all these different people that had testimony about him, talking about Jesus. And I'm glad you said that because I want people, when people say, I, I share my testimony, or I'm working on my testimony, we share God's testimony. Right. That was Jesus' whole point here. Right. And they have put their faith and trust in Moses, which was fine. He was a great man. But now they've. That philosophy has led them to the one Moses was writing about, 
And he, he tried to come at it from the scriptures first. Yep. And then he like, okay, well, they, they're, they have the relationship with Moses. So he says in verse 45, but do not think I will accuse you before the Father. Your accuser is Moses, on, wh- on whom your hopes are set. If you believe Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. I'm the guy he was referring to. That's right. <laughs> but since you do not believe what he wrote, how are you going to believe what I say? I mean, Jesus just had such a clever way of saying things that make you think, what did he just what? say? Yeah. He said, the what? one that God said is going to be a prophet like me, follow him. He said, remember when Moses said that? He said, he's talking about me. <laughs> Can you imagine what they were looking They were thinking, dude. And by what? the way, the man who said that did a little powwow with Moses and Elijah up on a mountain. on a mountain. Yeah. I mean, he, he can back it up by saying Moses was there because he's like, we just had Y'all a Y'all remember power. Moses? And check this out. And he's up there talking to him. Speaking of funny moments in the Bible, Peter, Peter's commentary during that it is was the funniest hilarious. thing ever. Boy, this is a good thing Even that we're that, here all together. Should I build a shelter? <laughs> <laughs> this feels like a church building situation here. <laughs> but I wanted to say, if you read Hebrews 3, the first six verses, it then talks about this the why Jesus is greater than Moses, and he gets down. I've used this in a lot of my speeches because it says every house is built by someone. Verse four, but God is the builder of everything. And he said Moses was faithful as a servant in God in all God's house. That that was Jesus's point. Moses had the same faith y'all have today. But then he gets down to the end, and which is our point about the Bible and the law points to Jesus. Correct. He says, but Christ is faithful as a son over God's house. And we are his house if we hold to our courage and the hope of which we boast. That's why it's not about our testimony. We house They're Jesus. squeezed in between there. Jesus has been found worthy of greater honor than Moses, just as the builder of a house has greater honor than the house itself. For Love every it. house, for every house... Is built by someone, but God's the builder of everything. That's, That's right. what oh, they missed. That chapter. That's what they missed right there. There's you got everything. You got evidence of God there because you see a house. You, what you know? Somebody built it. What if you didn't see somebody build it? Oh no, they built it. We see the design. Mm-hmm. Yep. You have the evidence, and then you have the evidence that the builder is a lot more awesome than any other human being. Yep. So uh, next time we come back to John, we'll uh, we'll hit two more of those signs we've been talking about uh, that are coming up next. Good stuff. Hope you're reading with us. A lot of you have been telling me you've been studying the book of John. You're reading through it. Uh, man, it, 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 there's not probably a better study in the Bible. Everybody who comes to Jesus, the first book I always recommend, John. read the book of John. Because it focuses on Christ. We'll Tells you who Jesus is. There you go. So we're so glad you guys were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube or Facebook. And be sure and rate us on iTunes so that other people can know about the podcast.